What's up? This is Coach Alonzo Carter, running back coach and recruiting coordinator for the 2020 Mountain West Champions, San Jose State Spartans. And you're listening to the All-Pro Jaffos. Spartan up. Gentlemen, welcome to the All Pro Joppas. It is March 12th, 2021. We're recording this coming to you live on YouTube from the Coach and his Zoom room. Where we break it down on breaking ground. This episode brought to you by Groundbreaking Enterprises. Together we can form a groundbreaking solution. I'm your host, JP. Alongside me, as always, the best DJ on the West Coast, Mr. DJ Mad Six. And the six foot ten beast from the southeast, Mr. Country Cat. Konnichiwa, people. How y'all doing? Rest in peace, JT. So, it's episode 61. Hanging out with you today. Some sports news going on, but before we get into that, I really did want to talk a little bit about upcoming movies and interests that may be coming to you guys. Mine especially is Godzilla versus Kong, which is coming in what, two weeks, week and a half? Something like that. Really? I just saw that <laughs> HBO Max last night. No, you didn't. I swear to you. A trailer or the movie? I'm pretty sure it was the movie because it didn't say anything <laughs> about the trailer, but it could it could have been it could have been the whole coming soon section. Because I was scrolling uh, down, it was like one in the morning. Because <laughs> I got I got an acute insomnia, so I had trouble going to sleep. So I just be up, like just scrolling shit. Huh. Like, no matter what time I wake up, I'll be up until like one in the morning. Damn it. Yeah, it might be a coming soon thing because the release date was supposed to be the 30th, 31st. Yeah, okay. So end of the month. And then two weeks after that, is the very much anticipated Mortal Kombat movie, the reboot from the early 90s, the first two Mortal Kombat movies that we had. Um, there was a reason why it took 20 plus years to make another reboot. People were very turned off by the second Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, thank you. The <laughs> it second sucked one pretty ass. bad. It was ass. Yeah. So... A lot of people were scared to go into that realm of Mortal Kombat. But the director for this movie, has, they already got the rated R rating. And uh, he's saying that these are going to be the best fight scenes and probably some of the bloodiest fight scenes in cinema history. And from what I've seen from the trailer, especially the Red Band one, you guys have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. You you know Mortal Kombat. 
Oh, yeah. Everybody fucking knows more. When you saw this trailer, what was your first reaction to it? I was excited about it. I'm looking forward. Like, I've been a Mortal Kombat fan for, you know, since Mortal Kombat been out, you know. <laughs> so, you know, the first one, the first one was good. Second one, like you said, was, you know, it was pretty whack. And so, you know, look definitely looking forward to this one coming up. So, I'm liking how how the stories are kind of that he said he's trying to get it as close to like the game as he possibly can, but then it's like a different story. So okay. in the in the past, we all remember Scorpion being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he he was you know, he was the bad. I mean, Sub-Zero was too, but then in the second one, they made Sub-Zero the good guy. And it always, and even in the video games, at certain points, it always seemed like Sub-Zero was the good guy. Well, this Mm -hmm. one rolls in the (laughs) first. Scorpion's the good guy and Sub-Zero's the dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, So, Kay, what, what have you thought about all this? Honestly, I think the game, I mean, just like Mad Six, been a fan for shit all my life for sure. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, if I remember this correctly, because my memory is pretty good, but I boot be off on this shit. I feel like Sub Zero turned Scorpion bad because he killed his family back in the day. Well, like, I'm. If I'm not mistaken, because they always had a fucking clan robbery <laughs> shit, but I feel like Sub-Zero killed this man's family and Scorpion went off. So there's two different... Or was it Shang Tsung that changed to Sub-Zero and did that? It shit? was Quan Chi who got to... Scorpion. Um, who got to Sub-Zero. But there were two Sub-Zeros. Right? The first yeah. one became Noob Saibot. Yep. And then the second one came and took the mantle of Sub-Zero. So when the second one came in, even in the game, it seemed like the second one was more the morally good character. Yeah. So the first oh. Sub-Zero Scorpion's family that made him do all that shit. Yeah. All right, cool. I know I wasn't tripping. I know I wasn't tripping. I'm glad. But yeah, honestly, I'm excited for that shit because just like it, we all agree. First one was amazing. Like, just because it was just the first one, you know what I mean? It was the first one. It was set a precedent. It wasn't like it was terrible. Second one, butt cheeks. Dick Buckus. Okay. It's just so bad. Like, <laughs> oh, man. But no, um, yeah, go ahead. They're already, they're already talking about if this movie does well. Which I really think it does because the trailer overall has gotten a lot of positive feedback. It's gotten a lot of people really excited about the movie. The moves and stuff that you're seeing, the little Easter eggs of the the certain characters and stuff that are going to be in the movie. It's like you really get a feel like this is finally the really good Mortal Kombat movie that we can actually go to and, and watch other than just going to play the game. True. Yeah, I'm glad that they dropped the movie now because we don't had a bunch of Mortal Kombat games and no movie. Mm-hmm. That was going to kill their ass off. That was going to kill them off. If they would have dropped Mortal Kombat 12, that would have killed them. They would have died. Because if they would have yeah. died, 
they would have died. That franchise would have died because nobody would have bought that shit. Just like Street Fighter. Because they put out that bullshit-ass Street Fighter movie <laughs> two years back. Yeah. It's killing Street Fighter. Street Fighter Five was solid. Then they more they changed it, and yeah. now it's like it's different. So it's like they gotta they gotta put out a good Street Fighter movie, and they have to put like Street Fighter Six got to be a whole like you gotta go. Capcom gotta fucking hire somebody else because the people they just fucking had was horrible. So I mean, so if it does well, then they're looking to go to maybe three movies. You know, so the characters that they already have, at least so far that they've introduced, they have Kano, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Shang Tsung, Raiden, Kung Lao, which is cool for me. I like Kung Lao. Um, Liu Kang, Sonya, Jax, Reptile, Cabal, um, Melina, Shao Kahn, fucking Goro looks badass. Mm-hmm. Compared to what he did, the first one he looked, I, I, I remember going back and looking at the movie going, holy shit, he looks so bad. In the mm-hmm. first movie, he was so terrible. But in this trailer, like obviously he's pretty much fully CGI'd, but the yeah. fact that you see that he's got the full agility and motion and everything like that from the game, you know, mm-hmm. put into the what you can do with CGI nowadays is just it's done wonders. So I'm excited yeah, yeah. to see I'm excited to see what Goro does. And uh there's rumors that Quan Chi is gonna be in it. There's rumors for countless other characters and different fatalities and i'm fucking just stoked for this fucking movie i i honestly had been wondering because they done they had done a youtube series they had done a youtube uh mortal kombat legacy they did that on youtube and then they had another and then they had another one where they had a, a couple of episodes um that were teasing the movie that prior to what's being made now Mm-hmm. So it, they've had a few things teasing of what they wanted to do. A lot of fan-made stuff. Like, so people have been hungry for a new movie. So this, I hope it. I hope it's not one of those movies that looks cool in the trailer, but the movie itself is kind of, you know, whack. Yeah. But I doubt that because from what I've been seeing with the directors, what they're aiming towards and what they put, they basically said they put as much gore and blood and fighting and stuff like that into this movie as was legally possible by the cinematic you know organization (laughs) so they supposedly went all out for for this because i mean the game is brutal so if you want to match the game you're gonna have to get fucking creative Mm -hmm. with some of the things that you're gonna do okay what's that smile uh-oh. Uh oh. No, when you was talking, I was just saying because I again random thoughts. I be making my stuff laugh, and you were just seeing him saying that they put as much gore as they can put cinematically, right? I was just sitting here thinking if they would have put one more fucking blood drop, they would have had to send that shit to porn. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had to do reshoots and all sorts of. No, they would have just had. They would have had to fucking distribute the movie on porn. You know what I'm saying? Through the porn websites. Because now it's become triple X instead of rated R. Or NC-17. 
<laughs> whatever the hell yeah. the next rating or whatever it is. NC-17, the full R, if I'm not mistaken. Straight to Netflix movie is what it would end up being. Mm-hmm. Bro, actually, I would I would personally not mind that if I was but, them. Because these <laughs> movies that spent, like, I, if, I'm pretty sure Coming to America had good numbers, bro. I'm pretty sure they had good numbers on the streaming, on the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Well, they, so Mortal Kombat's going to be in theaters and for HBO Max. Yeah. So just letting you guys know now, we have two movies. That, that for the listeners, well, we have two movies that are coming out that are supposed to be huge. Like not only visually, but like cinema. We've got Godzilla versus Kong. We've got Mortal Kombat. We've got things coming out for Godzilla vs. Kong now about Mecha Godzilla. So it's pretty much confirmed that he's going to be in the movie. So it's basically all silver, and then the back lining is red. That I mean, that's what that's what the little figurines and stuff like that have looked like. But if you have stock in AMC right now would probably be a good time because these movies are going to send AMC and everything through the roof. Like, uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I... Oh, shit. Give me one second. Talk to much yourself real quick. Yo, I just, <laughs> I, I just got a, a fucking uh, message right now from the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to go to fucking Bakersfield no more. I was going to have to go to Bakersfield next week. Ah, damn. Yeah, bro, the fucking game, it would have been in Bakersfield. I would have had to do the episode, like, either on the road or in Bakersfield. In Bakersfield? Did they cancel the game? No, they switched locations because the oh, team, okay. I don't understand why they making us go to Bakersfield anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? The team, I think the team, if I'm not mistaken, is in the fucking bay. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would we yeah. go to the game? Oh, in the Bakersfield, game? the boy, yeah. Fuck. So now they just said either our game is either going to be in Chico or in Stockton. Okay. Which is fine with me because if the motherfucker in Chico, woo, I'm gonna be happy as hell. Because <laughs> most likely it's gonna be at Chico State or some shit or yeah. Chico and hope it was a turf. Uh don't ask me how I know that. Okay. So wait, yeah. Something happened, didn't hear it. I accidentally locked the top lock on my wife when she was trying to get in. She couldn't unlock it, so I needed to go and unlock the top lock on the door for her to get in. Uh, but yeah, That's not guys... the right now. Nope. Wait, what? Sounds like somebody was ringing your doorbell. Oh, uh, no. She texted me. That's what it was. She said the top lock is there. I was like, oh fuck. Uh, but yeah, if you have stocks in movie theaters and everything like that, go do that because these movies are about to be badass. Are you guys looking forward to anything in Godzilla vs. Kong? Is there something specific about that? Or are you guys even excited about that movie? I never really was like a, a fan of neither one of them. <laughs> You're the yeah, first person really I've ever met who said that. Yeah, I never really watched them. So. Okay. Yeah. Something else. I was like, are you even excited for Godzilla vs. Kong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got a list of movies I got to fucking watch first, shit. <laughs> I mean, just watch the newer, the newer ones that came out for Godzilla and the Skull Island one. That's the only way. Oh, oh, oh no, I saw all that shit. I'm talking about Morley, 
the other movies I gotta watch before I even get happy for Kong and Godzilla. You know what I'm saying? Like Back that's up, me. I got other movies I gotta watch first. Um Honestly, I I don't even be sitting in one spot for two hours no more. Like it's kind of fucking weird now. Unless I'm going to sleep, I be I'm on the move constantly. Unless I'm doing the episode or some shit, I'm not sitting in one spot for an hour like that no more. I be moving my ass off, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'll be I'll be on the move. So um, it does it, it does it does seem to to me though that. Mortal Kombat has definitely taken a lot of the spotlight away from um, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And lately, a lot of the things that I've been seeing is covering, you know, Mortal Kombat. Seems to be more people are more excited about Mortal Kombat than they are about Godzilla versus Kong. But both movies are going to be good. We'll give a review. Name one time where Kong hit the backflip and tell somebody to get over here. <laughs> No, Godzilla just got a blast of fucking flame. Sub Zero shoots ice. <laughs> <laughs> they render obsolete with two players. <laughs> Hell, I'm super excited for both movies, but yeah, Mortal Kombat definitely, at least between us, Mortal Kombat seems to be the more like interest in what we want to watch when they come out. But both of them are going to be really good movies, respectively. Hopefully, the stocks jump high enough to where we can get a nice good payday if you guys have some shares in that. So keep an eye out for those movies and plenty of other movies to come. But, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into really the backbone of the show, which is football talk. Uh, that segment before brought to you by raise energy you guys don't already know i'm not going to go through the whole damn thing you guys already know where to get it repsports.com repsports.com use the promo code alpha raise to get 15 percent off your order join the rebellion get yourself that raise energy and this uh now um so a lot has happened today uh brady officially signed a four-year extension so it's guaranteed that the next four years we're probably going to see fucking Tom Brady. Told you he's going to go for 10. Yes, sir. And he, and he posted on he posted on Twitter of him signing and said, uh, in pursuit of eight, let's fucking go. Bucks, we're keeping the band together. Hey, that's, that means that means live for greatness. It's LFG is live for greatness. Chill out. You're not cursing. Oh, live for greatness? Oh, oh, yeah, no. It's let's fucking go. That's no, that's, that's, that's what society has. We different. Oh, yeah, set the dreams. oh you're different now. Live for greatness. Stop trying to make Brady somebody he ain't. That's, that's the... TV 12. You're just... Before you hated him, now you're the biggest fan. No, I never hated Brady. So I don't know why you don't sit here saying that. You never that hated Brady? No. At one point or another, you never hated Brady no, ever. I never hated Tom Brady. I, I keep trying to tell you I had a, a secret love for the Patriots because they always sent all of my good defensive players to fucking New England. I promise you that. 
New England always trade us some bullshit ass picks and give us a give a good player. Today, today's just a day for firsts. Like fuck, <laughs> first match six isn't like Godzilla or Kong. <laughs> now Country K has always liked fucking Tom Brady. This is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm telling you, when they got a key to lead. And they went and won the Super Bowl. First off, I like the key to lead when he went in the Orange Bowl and was dogging when he was in Kansas. He was dogging. I watched that Orange Bowl game. That was my first fucking goddamn uh, time seeing the key. And I watched that. Then he ended up getting drafted to the Bucks, and he was balling. Then we ended up getting fucking Darrell Revis, and we had the number three defense in the league. But we had Josh Freeman at quarterback. Fuck. <laughs> Yeesh. I got Brady now. Yes, I'm. I'm out here. I'm talking mad shit. I just well, Brady, Brady's Brady's a contract. It's a four year extension, but he can basically opt out whenever he wants. You know, so they got him for four years as long as he wants to play, but he can obviously go away and retire whenever he wants during that contract. Uh, other than Brady, uh, Cam Newton re-signed with. The Patriots, um, according to Adam Schefter, Patriots finalizing a one-year deal worth close to $14 million for Cam Newton. Now, good for Cam Newton, fucking, because he was playing on a $1 million deal last year. You know, so, I mean, his numbers weren't great, but what he had around him wasn't great either. You know, so hopefully if New or at least hopefully for Cam, New England can get some weapons to help, you know, help him out because God damn, he needs all the help he can get. He has no running backs. He has, you know, barely any wide receivers. He, he needs some fucking help. No tight ends either. So, you know, if they're wanting to actually get something done, especially paying Cam $14 million, they're definitely going to need some weapons around him. Oh, I don't think you understand what, what's happening right now. The players that opted out are coming back. So mm. that's their defense. Right. <laughs> Most of their defense, yeah, that's pretty much. All that money that they were paying out the stupid motherfuckers that they signed for Super Bowl rings, that's gone. Mm. And now Billichick's going to fucking do some damage. I promise you. They're going to be good next year. I, I can see it. I see it. And they got, they got Cam. Yes, I'm gonna, happy. It's going to be like know, it's going to be like the fucking the latest Star Wars movie where Palpatine came from the dead. There's fucking Bill Belichick rising from the dead. He's finally going to get his coach of the year award. You know, coming from being a <laughs> <laughs> He's finally going to get his coach of the year award. <laughs> going entirely too damn far. I can't rock with you now. <laughs> oh man! So the Patriots they get Cam Newton, the Chargers, and KC making some wild moves. Kansas City dropped both of their tackles, so Fisher and I think it's Schwartz on the right side. They got rid of both of them. Neither one of them played in the Super Bowl. Because I think they were either, yeah, they were both hurt. No matter, no matter, no I matter, mean, no but, matter. But the fact that they, this was, 
to me, this was a little surprising. Like you, you saw how without the two tackles, how much trouble he was getting into or Patrick Mahomes was getting into. So why would you cut both of your offensive tackles? Like that, that doesn't make any sense. And then the chargers dropping pretty much all of their tight ends. You know, they drop, they're not re-signing um, Hunter Henry. They're not re-signing uh, Trey Turner. So I, I think, so with the and, and, and what's up on the Raiders, huh? Hunter Henry to the Raiders. Ingram's going to the Raiders. Oh, Ingram's going to the Raiders. No, Evan Ingram. Ingram? Yeah. No, the Evan the Ingram or Mark Ingram. Oh, the linebacker. The yes. linebacker from the Chargers. Mark Ingram. He's going to the Raiders. Is that his first name, though? Is it Mark? I'm pretty sure it's Mark. Melvin. Melvin Ingram. Melvin, yeah. Melvin, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said pretty. I said pretty. I wasn't 100% sure. Well, Mark Ingram signed with the Texans. You know, so him and uh, David Johnson yeah, are going to be out there in Houston. So, I mean, quite a yeah, few things have been fun, happening man. around, you know, for the day. Um, this has been – the offseason is going to be interesting because it's just everyone's cutting everybody right now to make room for the cap. Because last year's cap room was, was like 100 – or $192 million was their cap space room. This year it's 182 or 83 so it's $10 million less. So people are cutting, getting cut left and right. They're people trying to make or restructured contracts or getting cut so they can make room to get other players. So it's this offseason, was it the – it's March 12th. So the official league year starts this coming week. So a lot of people are going to be getting signed. People are going to be getting traded. It's. Hey, man. I'm going to tell you right now. It's. When I watched Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, he made a value point, right? He was like, oh, was it? It was Skip said it. It wasn't Shannon. But fucking, uh, I don't know which one said it. I'm going to just say it like that. I don't know which one said it, but basically they were saying that it's going to be a bunch of DNs that's quality. I mean, not DNs, but outside linebackers, like, you know what I'm saying, that same spot that fucking Shaq Barrett play. Just in case if we lose Shaq Barrett, we still can fill that void with somebody else. You get what I'm saying? Like, if Shaq go for a payday, which, which this cap is fucking crazy right now. It's crazy right now. He, I don't know, bro. I don't well, know. Preston Smith from Green Bay, um, he adjusted his contract too. So he's got $8 million in salary, $200,000 workout bonus. So basically every time he works out, he's fucking $200,000. Uh, $300,000 every time he makes the 46-man roster, 6.5 signing bonus, million-dollar base. Uh, 4.4 million available in sack incentives, so he can eclipse the 12 million dollar mark he was set to earn before the redo. So Ian Rappaport, but he'd make 500k for six sacks, 700k for um 
more for eight, 750K more for 10, 1.2 million more for 12, 1.2 million more for 14. So, yeah, total possible is $4.4 million extra incentives for sacks. And he had 12 in 2019, so it's not like he can't do it. But all the restructures and everything that's been going on, it's – yeah, Chargers didn't do Steven Anderson either, so all three of their tight ends are gone. I think the Chargers are going to go after that uh, that prospect from Florida, that tight end. Oh, Pitts? Austin Pitts. Yeah. They're going to go after Pitts. I think. Yeah, everybody said that. Really? Yeah, that's a big thing. That's been a thing. Oh, shit. I didn't, well, then fucking see me behind. Goddamn. Yeah. Because yeah, I was just looking at it now going like, they're getting rid of all their fucking tight ends. I'm like, oh, they might be going for Pitts. I haven't seen anybody saying that Pitts was going to be. I haven't even seen mock drafts yet, really. Yeah, motherfuckers have been saying that he's going to the Chargers. And that was before they let all their tight ends go. Yeah, well, fuck me for really late, right? Ricky contract makes perfect sense. So where does Hunter Henry go then? Uh, probably the Jags. They could use a tight end, especially if they're going to have Trevor Lawrence there too. I'm just thinking Urban Meyer. Yeah, that too. You forgot he had Aaron Hernandez in Florida. Like, you say what you want by him killing somebody. That boy had no, he had the talent. I'll give you that. He had the talent. Football. The boy's celebration was fire. He, he had the talent. That's one celebration I wish somebody just remixed or some shit. Because that was dope. He opened it's, the bank card and throw the money. That was dope. It's, he had just, to kill it's just a damn shame that that talent had to go to waste. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dog. He was so good, man. He was good. Him and Grok together just wasn't fair. Like, it wasn't fair at all. It was fair. No, it was fair. I mean, what do you think? You think you use a tight end over there in Dallas, Matt Six? Nah, but we did just restructure uh, restructure contracts for our line, though. For the O-line. Oh, yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah, all three in the O-line, yeah, just restructure their contracts to make some cap room. So, we need to go out for some, that. some quarterbacks. I need Ali. Ali. <laughs> you need who? We need Ali. We need Ali. DBs. Oh, DBs. Yeah. What is K saying? You need who, K? Market the fucking uh, restructure. Oh. You're still waiting on that Shaq Barrett resigning, huh? Yeah. It'll happen. Because if you think about it, our DB cores all on rookie contracts, right? Yep. I feel like he can get uh what's the fucking what's the guy's name? They just released him. Fuck. I forgot his name, but I'm pretty sure he's going to Dallas. It's a DB he just got released like earlier today. It was like a top DB. I'm pretty sure he's going to Dallas. Where does Juju go? Juju will go fuck around and go to Arizona. I don't think the market is good is good enough for him to want to go to Arizona. 
He's very about like he wants to build the brand. He's been open about this. He's you know wanting to build the brand and everything like that. And I don't think going to Phoenix is his idea of building the brand. I think he wants to go somewhere. It's not he's probably. I think he's going to end up with the Jets because he wants to be in the New York market for his brand. He went to USC and LA. No, he went to USC exactly. So if the Jets don't get any quarterback, they have Sam Darnold. Exactly why he I say he's going to fucking Phoenix. He's going to go to Phoenix because it's not that far from LA, and he's playing with a uh, Diop. So now he's got to have one on one, and you got Larry Fitzgerald. They got a better chance of winning in Arizona than he doing the Jets or staying home. He's out of the door. If he stays home, then he's not. He's not staying in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm like he's stupid. He stay. I think he's going to be a Jet though. To be honest, because of the market, his branding could be bigger out there in New York. He's still going to be a number one, and he's already proven that he can't be a legitimate number one. He could. He's a good. He's a great number two, but if he's a number one, he he the stats show it. He's not a number one. Here's, but somebody's got. Huh? Here's, here's the problem with your theory, with the Jets. If that was the case, then why any other? Uh, um, I'll say expressive players go to the Jets. It's been in the same place the whole time, and they've been sorry. They well, could have collectively all went there, and you know what I'm saying. And yeah, but, made, but, don't but we're we're talking about like there's a difference between somebody going to a team to build their brand and somebody going to a team to win rings. There's two different. You're not going to win rings with the Jets. But for Juju, it's a situation where he reunites with the, his quarterback from college, and he goes to a team that just got a new head coach with, with Sala, and he's got the branding market of New York. I think that's how he's going to look at it. I don't think – I honestly don't think he's worried about so much about, like, the rings and stuff like that so much as his brand because that dude just would not shut up this year when it came to – like he got his team into trouble with other teams, you know, the dancing on the logos saying that the Browns are still the Browns. And then they got their asses beat by the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. And then after that, he's still talking shit. It's just, I, I don't really think he's completely worried about winning ranks. You forgot when his focus is there. You forgot that stuff started when they were undefeated. He started doing all that dancing in Corvette Corvette when they were undefeated. Right, so but then when he started, was always first. He didn't do that shit. He wasn't doing that shit last year when they wasn't winning. Let's get that understood. Juju yes, was always did. There were he two weeks. Going, there were two weeks in a row. He did it against the Bills and they lost, and he did it the next week against the Bengals and they lost. And then after that, they had this big old team meeting, and Juju came out after that and said he wasn't going to dance on the logos anymore. This season, I'm talking about the season before, before the Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, when the, the Chiefs beat y'all. He wasn't doing that shit that season. He was Juju wasn't doing this dancing on the logo and all that shit. It started when they were undefeated. That's when he started doing that dancing shit. So winning was coming first, and then he was dancing. Yeah, but the dancing, the dancing started, you know, causing a negative effect, and people were picking up on that. Other, why would you want to give teams fuel? to beat your ass even more by dancing on their logo. 
Damn. And I mean, then even though that they were doing it and people, even his teammates were telling him, don't dance on the logo, he was still, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want. If I want to dance on the logo, I'm going to dance on the logo. He started doing it after they went 11-0. and 0. And when he started doing it is when they started losing. And he still continued to do it until they had to have a full-on team meeting and Tomlin had to tell him to fucking knock it off finally. It took all that for him to act right. So, and even though they were going 11-0, and 0, his stats were nothing to be in awe about. That was all Deontay Johnson and fucking Claypool. Juju was a third on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, maybe even a fourth behind Ebron because Ebron had more touchdowns and more targets and stuff like that than Juju had. So Juju's riding the coattails of other guys – while building his brand, and now he's dancing on the logo and everything, causing other teams to say, fuck you. Let's, uh, we're let's about to that ass. Right? So let's assess this. They moved Juju to the one, right? Right, Juju's and he didn't that. produce. So, no, let me get to my point. Juju's yep. the one. Juju's the one. Juju's the one. Got it. Your quarterback can't throw the passes the one have to run. Your quarterback can only throw passes to the tight end, who is Ebron. Your, your quarterback can only throw fucking goddamn jet sweeps. I mean, not jet sweeps, but a little fucking quick slants to Claypool because he a rookie and he had the number two. And fucking Johnson, he's you, you, you not understanding how the fucking how they were winning. That's that's how they started losing because everybody picked up on Big Ben can't even throw the fucking routes like that. They was using they, Juju as a decoy. They had so, yeah, I they had it. virtually no run game the entire season. Ben was throwing the ball every game almost 40 times plus per game, but averaging less than three yards in the air per pass. So there was a lot of screens, a lot of stuff, a lot of opportunities and balls to go around, yet Juju still wasn't targeted that much or part of the game plan as much as Deontay Johnson and fucking Claypool were. He just wasn't. The stats show that. You're proving my point. You're looking at numbers, and you're not thinking about it as, all right, cool. If we're going to run all these plays of Juju, they all going to key on Juju. Then Big Ben not going to have no stats. Because if he only doing these routes, the same thing that he's doing for Claypool, for all Johnson and stuff like that, you're using him as a decoy. The same attention that they gave A.B., but A.B. was eating because Big Ben stayed out of arm. Then Big Ben has no arm now. His arm is gone. From so now he's throwing short routes to these other players and he's using Juju as a decoy. This is Juju's the number one. Okay, no, no. So this is what I'm saying. Okay. Juju as the number one. Okay. He's not able to beat guys like a D-Hop a, a or a fucking uh, Julio Jones or anybody else like a regular elite number one would be. Devontae Adams or anybody. He's nowhere near in that league. If you're a number one, you have to be the guy that the quarterback can throw to, even if you have coverage on you, because he knows you're going to come down and make the play. He's supposed to be the number one. He's supposed to be the one Mr. Reliable. He should be the guy who's leading the team in targets and catches every single game. Why? Because he's the number one receiver. 
no matter how what you look at it, whether it's short screen passes to him, jet passes, whatever it was that they were doing, they kept him completely out of the game plan damn near because he couldn't get open. He couldn't beat guys off the line. He couldn't beat elite quarterbacks. It, it just wasn't there. So because he couldn't, and again, he was more focused, and you can look at three years, more focused on doing the TikTok stuff and, you know, his social media than he was really playing because his stats weren't pissing him off. Like, he, he wasn't getting upset that he wasn't having good games. He was more than content with being the guy who can just lay back and be the number three or the number four and let the other guys eat. He was perfectly content with that. That's not a number one receiver. That's not a number one guy. If that's your number one guy, your number one receiver, you you might want to go and search for somebody else. So here's two things. Two things. And then I'm going to let Mad Six go or y'all, whatever. It's two things. First, I'm going to ask you this. You you think Big Ben can throw, throw the real passes? If he had a real number one, you think Big Ben can still throw that shit? If he had a real number one? Yeah. Uh, probably not. So my point. You just proved my point. So that's first. That's out the way. That's my, That's been my point. Big Ben can't throw the ball, so they're using Juju as a decoy. They're putting the number one on Juju, right? He hasn't developed enough to know how to beat people yet. So they're using him as a decoy, and they're throwing the shit to the other people, as in Ebron, as in Claypool, and they're eating. Once everybody keyed on that, you still lock up Juju, now you shift the defense to these other motherfuckers, cloud their ass, now we're picking the shit, and you lose five straight games. That's what I've been saying the whole time. I, I didn't say nothing about Juju being an elite number one. I he's said they use him as a decoy because he's the number one on that team. That is what I've been saying. I never said anything about he better than anybody. I ain't put him in no names or nobody. Because to be all the way honest with you, if he was on my team, he would be the number four. Because we got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and A.B. Probably so be the number five behind team, Scotty Miller. If he was on your team, he'll be the number one. If he was on Mass 16, he'll be the number two behind C.D. That's He'd just be the awesome. number four on our team. What? Yep. Yeah, you're tripping, dude. He'd be the number four. You're right. He'll be the number two because I forgot about Kittle. Kittle's the number one receiver, essentially. And, and then you got you Miss me with Sammy. that IU shit. And all that, you can miss me with all that because all them other dudes ain't got it. I promise you that. Okay. If okay. you put a put Juju with a quarterback that can throw the ball, that's what I've been saying. He's going to Arizona. I'm trying to get you to understand that. If you're going to sit here and say he's not a number one, why would you not go with D Hop? D Hop literally played a whole season when he only dropped one pass. But he's going to want wide receiver one money. Who's going to give a number three or number two and number three guy wide receiver one money? I'm telling you right now, if he goes to the Jets, he wants money, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm not denying that. That sounds like a good idea, but I personally, I feel like when he started all his shit is when they were already undefeated. He wasn't doing it last season. He wasn't doing it none of that time. So they had to be winning. He has to have an incentive to do it. So he has to be playing well with a team that's playing well. So the only way that you can do that is you got to go out of the teams that's listed that they had on ESPN and everybody else, 
Arizona seems like the best place for him. Take that number two money because nigga, Every. you got this fucking check right now, and you should go to a team that you're gonna be able to play with a quarterback that's gonna throw the ball. You're on the upcoming team, and you you got a solid defense. Pro- the problem with that is nobody's gonna remember that they were were eleven. I mean, people are gonna remember that they were eleven and zero. But the biggest thing that they're going to remember is the collapse at the end and everything that attributed to that collapse, which is including Juju's dancing, his social media, his lack of preparation really against Cleveland. You know, so that's what people are going to remember because that's what matters. That's what counts. Nobody gives a shit that you went 11 and 0. Did you finish? No, you didn't. You didn't finish. I, I, I seriously think it's going to be the fact of motherfuckers going to say because Big Ben already won a Super Bowl and the fact that Juju really... Like, I think Big Ben needs to retire, but what I'm saying is even though Big Ben, even though Big ben was throwing short passes and stuff like that, they can still draw up shit to give those short passes and stuff to Juju. But, like, you can't really make a guy a decoy. It's not like he was being doubled. He didn't need to be doubled. You acting like he has zero yards. <laughs> I'm, not saying he had, I'm not saying he didn't have anything. What I'm saying is the volume that a normal wide receiver won, which apparently that's what he was considered. You know, if he's a wide receiver, the numbers that he have don't match with the amount of targets and receptions and yards that those guys had. He didn't even so, break a thousand yards this season. All right, I'm going to ask you this one last time. I'm telling you. How many yards do you think Big Ben was supposed to have? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. You got to run number one. That's his quarterback, bro. You can't ben had, Big Ben you had how many yards this season? Miracles with Big Ben arm is noodle. Big Ben arm is a fucking noodle, bro. I hear you to the death. I swear I hear you, but Big Ben arm is done. You just said you think he should retire. So does everybody else in the NFL. last season. Last season, Big Ben had just over 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 94-1 rating. Cool. You just said that he threw his air distance was three yards. His average. Oh, yeah. yeah. So how many receivers had over 500 yards on the Steelers? Oh, I don't even. That that can eliminate. That might have been because uh... you only need what seven. You only need seven people over five hundred yards. You just said six. I want you to know that. Is this okay? Was this this year? So yeah, Juju had basically eight point six yards per catch. Johnson had – God damn it. They're not showing me the quarterback. You need the yardage, bro. I'm getting it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm telling you. What you think, man? So, so like, what you think? Juju, Juju had 831. Deontay Johnson had 923. Claypool had 873. Ebron had 558. And the average reception – Juju had 8.6. Deontay was 10.5. Claypool was 14.1. Ebron was 10. 
So they got more yards after the catch than Juju did. Claypool, Claypool is the only one with six more yards, bro. Yeah, yeah but Claypool, yards, Claypool bro. they actually went deep to. Claypool had 10 touchdowns this season. Okay. So it's like or nine touchdowns this season. As a rookie, he was the real number one of the team, if you really kind of look at or Deontay Johnson was really the real number so, one of the team. Let me ask you this. With A B A B last year with the Steelers, who had the best stats? A B with who? With the Steelers? A B's last year with the Steelers, his last playing season with the Steelers. Who had the best stats? Juju. Because he's a good number two. AB got all the attention. He doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to listen. And already Antonio Brown was on the back end of his real, like, time with Pittsburgh during that year. He's already having problems with Ben. AB's taking the double team, so Juju gets open more often. He's a good number two. I've already said that. He's a good number two. But he's not a number one. But somebody's going to pay him like he is, and he's probably going to crash and burn. What do you think, Matt Six? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think his uh, distractions had a lot to do with their demise as well. I mean, you just lose that team chemistry. You just got somebody out there who's acting a fool and, you know what I mean, don't nobody – you can't be dancing on nobody 50 yards, you know, on their, on their logos without, you know, another team getting, you know, extremely fired up, upset. That's just, just hella disrespectful. So. I mean, but, like, what what are your thoughts on, on Juju? Like, what do you think as – I mean – do you think he has at least the potential to be a good number one? If he can uh, calm down his, his ways, then, you know, and just learn a game. And I definitely think he got the potential. But as long as you act in the way you act in, then you just ain't going to never – you ain't going to get that many chances. Nobody want to – you know, nobody want to deal with you. Just ask guys like Chad Ochoa. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as much fucking talent as he had, mm-hmm. he should have had a much better career than what he did. But he thought he was T.O. He wasn't T.O. What? He stayed with the Bengals most of the time. And he went, when he went to the Patriots, it wasn't his fault. They lost. But even but even with the Bengals, and he didn't even be that – he wasn't with the Bengals even that long. His NFL career wasn't that long. What? Oh, man played 11 years. 11? How many different teams? It was like 11 or 13. It was something like that. Yeah, you tripping, bro. Chad Johnson's stats, or Ocho Cinco stats. Good Lord. Ten years. And one year would – oh, so, yeah, 11 years. Ten years of Cincy. Let's see, what do you have? He never broke a hundred receptions. What's his what's his number? What's his numbers? Because you forgot TJ Hoosmanzada was over there too, though. Career stats. He got over uh, 10. He got over yeah. 10. 
Oh yeah, he's got eleven. He's got eleven hundred or eleven thousand. I'm out about reception. Got 11,000 yards. I mean, he's nowhere close when it comes to like all time list, but it don't matter. And like For I said, he, he never broke a thousand or he never broke a hundred receptions. That's fine. He never broke the 1500 mark. And he only hit 10 touchdowns once in his career. And then it was after that year that he had the 10 touchdowns that he really started to become Ocho Cinco. Sounds like this man had under 10 touchdowns but over 1,000 yards every year. Nope. Uh, how many years he had over 1,000? Out of the 11? One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven out of the 11 years he had over 1,000 yards. What was those four? Uh, in from 02 to 07 and then 2009. No, I mean, like, what was the stats? Like, what was these artists? Oh, 1100, 1300, 1200, 1400, 1300, 1400, and 10. The four that he didn't get was this thing. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the uh, he had 540. Uh, 831, 270, 276 was when he was at New England. 831, 540, and 329. His rookie year, he had 329. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. But, but look at 100, his second year, 2002. 137 targets, but he only caught 69 of them? I mean, honestly... Does that say catchable balls? Because we got to really understand that sometimes Carson Palmer was just throwing that motherfucker, bro. That's almost half. bro. There had to have been some drop balls in there somewhere. Like, bro, yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't drop shit. That's not what I'm saying. And then the next year, 154 to 90, 170 to 95, 155 to 97, that's a better one. 152 to 87, 161 to 93. My good Lord, was Carson Palmer like that inaccurate? Ah, what is look. that? Yeah, I got the catch percentages here. In 2002, uh, 50%. 03, 58%. 04, 55%. After that, I'm just going to go down the line for his years. 62, 57, 57, 54, 56, 53, and 46. You mean to tell me every single year there was only one year that he had a catch percentage over 60%? That's terrible. (laughs) The only reason why he had the amount of yards was the volume of targets that he had. No, I, I'm all out. I'm all out on Ocho Cinco. <laughs> I'm all out. Hey, you can be all out, but let's let's not be mistaken what the team he was on was. The team he was on, whatever. If you, you can't be a big mouth on a team like that, your team gets losing. I'm not going to look at a piece of paper and act like I wasn't alive during this man's career. Like, we didn't know what the fuck the Bengals was. Every time you turn on and watch the Bengals play anybody, they're getting smacked. Carlson Palmer throwing picks, 
Like, like, this bro, is I'm what I'm saying. Like, oh, this is this is what the fuck that nah, bro. Okay, okay, bro, this I'm is fine. what I'm saying though. I remember if your team is getting their ass kicked week in and week out. Why the fuck are you talking? Why are we talking shit? You don't get to talk shit when the scoreboard at the end of the day says you got your dick kicked in. Uh-huh. Like, why are you still talking? Your stats don't say you get to talk. You have one good year of 10 touchdowns and you're fucking God's gift to the earth? Your catch percentage says otherwise, bud. I guess. Like that, I'm, I, you, what I'm saying is if you're on a good team and you're putting up good stats, you want to talk a little bit or whatever, cool. But if your team's getting their ass kicked day in and day out, why are you talking? That what doesn't make any sense to me. That's never made sense to me. What else you got? You supposed to sit there and get your ass whooped? Just sit there. Not, and sit well, there I like mean, a, shit. I mean, get you at least learn from it. Like fucking, don't be the don't be the teammates. Like, oh, I did my job. Everybody else fucked up. Mm-hmm. Don't be that no one guy. Ever, no one has ever said that he did that. You have never heard anybody. Came okay, on so he's so he's never he's never thrown his teammates or whatever under the rug. But again, why the hell are we just? Why are we talking? What what what, what is? I don't get it. I just don't get it. If your team is trash, from my, from my me watching his interviews, I've never I don't know him personally. So from me watching his interviews, he's basically again stating that it's the entertainment business. Football is entertainment. The same way T.O. was doing all that shit, they both had the same ideology on this point. It's yeah, but T.O. had the stats. Again, you still going off of... T.O. had the Super Bowl appearance. T.O. played with Donovan McNabb and the Eagles, bro. They had Brian Westbrook and all these other fucking players. T.O. played the Super Bowl. He also, played, he also played with the Niners. He also played with fucking Tony Romo when Tony Romo was quick out the gun, Tony Romo. Like, bro, Still I'm trying to want a playoff game there, but hey, not here, nor there. Sorry, Magic. Romo got stats, bro. You tripping. That's good. He got He's got stats. season stats. He's got no playoff stats. It's fine. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But at Sorry, the same again, Mad Sticks. My bad. They measure, <laughs> measure MVPs and they measure the top receivers off of their season stats. They give them their ring accolades and shit, too, but they normally look at their numbers. Just like what you just looked at, you looked at Chad Ocho Single's season numbers. And again, back to what he was saying, he said it's entertainment business. It's entertainment. So he was being inter- – they getting their ass whooped. So you're supposed to have your fans come to the game. And so what, you're, the, you're, the cla- you're, the, you're the fucking – the team jester? Oh, let, I mean, let's everybody focus on something else other than the fact that our team is getting our ass kicked? If you want to put a negative connotation on it, it's just like watching a good team. You're cheering, you fucking – ah, yeah, high five and all that shit. Like, yeah, but bro, other you know, other fans and other if you're not a fan of that team, you're like, oh yeah, we got Ochocinco. We got this guy's talking, he's doing this, he's got that. If you're another fan and you're watching this guy, just it's like, dude, your team sucks. Nobody cares what you have to say. You've done no, nothing to pull your team out of the hole that they're in. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But the media will eat it up because it's something to talk about. You hey, I'm gonna ask you this question. You think Carson Palmer going to Hall of Fame? Fuck, I don't think he deserves it. I'm going to be honest with you. But do you think he's going to go? This is going to sound this is going to sound really harsh. 
but I think you gonna say yes to some shit. I don't know. But it's gonna sound really, really harsh. But he will not get in until after he dies. I don't think he's gonna get in at all. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna pass away, and then like two years after that, they're gonna put him in. I I, I for some reason I think that's just what they're gonna do. Oh, Carson Palmer did have these, you know, numbers, and that he wasn't he wasn't that great of a quarterback. I'm gonna be completely honest; he was not that great of a quarterback. So I that's what I said. I don't think he deserves to be in, but I think later down the road, when they're starting to run out of people to put into the Hall of Fame, you know, he's gonna be a selection. Hell far down the road, but he might be a selection when we're in our 80s. Let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's really good receivers with very shit quarterbacks that career just goes down the drain? Usually, if you're a good receiver and you have a bad quarterback – and you can still put up good numbers, like make the quarterback look kind of like what D Hop did a long time before Deshaun Watson got there. Like if you can do that, you know, it speaks volumes to you as a player and it actually reflects well on your career. But the majority not a lot of players are like that. Usually if your quarterback sucks, your receiver's stats are gonna suffer. And then in the long run, they're gonna look back at that and you know, if they're going to use that against you for Hall of Fame votes or whatever, regardless of what your career ended up being. You know, if you had a shit quarterback basically your whole career, <laughs> it's it's hard to get in that hall. So, I'm out, again, to the Ocho Cinco thing. So, uh, so, my point, if you got a shit quarterback and you match that up with – T.J. Huzmanzada, Chad Johnson, you ain't really got no run game like that. You force the pass all the time with a very average, I'm talking about pedestrian walk, crosswalk sign. Didn't they have Cedric Benson at that time? Not until later. I think Cedric Benson is younger than them. I think Benson came in the league around the same time. You think so? I think he was back, back then. For real? Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought Sergio Benson had to be like three years behind them, but I'm not sure. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure. He first got into the league in 05. 05, okay. Mm-hmm. So Chad Johnson had four years in the league before Benson got there. So I was 100% right. Anyway, um, yeah, like I was saying. But I mean, but but he, here's what I'm here's what I'm saying about Archer Cinco. Even though he had a bad quarterback, the catching percentage is what throws me off. I'm gonna ask you this: Do do you have you ever had statistician throw a uh, Look at the game, right? Like, say they're watching the game and the quarterback throws the ball. You you are a tight end. Right. You are a real tight end. Right. If the quarterback throws the ball and it goes at your fucking feet and you try to bend down to, like, damn near, like, attempt to catch it, the statistician may dock you for that. 
and say that's your fucking fault. Even I've always, I've always gone by the rule of, and I've always, you know, held myself accountable for this. If it hits your hands, it's a fucking catchable ball. I agree with you. So now, again, it don't say nothing about that shit hitting his hands. It don't say nothing about Carlson Farmers. Catch percentage means how many times you caught the ball when it hits your hands. Percentages, dude. That's not what I'm so saying. 55% of the time he caught the ball, the rest, you know, the rest of the 45, he was dropping it. 45% of the time dropping the football. Again, like I say, were they catchable or not? Like real catchable, not no just I'ma look at the paper. Like I said, when the games I caught of the Bengals, when they play either my teams or just a game that was on, I would just end up watching. Carlson Palmer didn't look too fucking good to me. And it don't look like Chad Johnson had a fucking chance. You get what I'm saying? So, it, like, I don't expect the Bengals to fucking come out the goddamn AFC at any point in time during that time. So, that's more what I was saying. And I, didn't I, I think, I actually think at that I point, too. And he used I, to rock motherfuckers for real. Well, I, think, I think at that point, I mean, even now, the Bengals organization-wise – is just in shambles. Like they, because as soon as Carson Palmer left and he went with Arizona, started throwing to Fitz, you know, things were fine. Fitz was putting up numbers. Carson Palmer was putting up some decent numbers. Did they make a Super Bowl? No, but it, they had playoff opportunities. Didn't he have, yeah. didn't he have both one year before he came to the Niners? The who? Didn't Anquan Bolden play with Carlson Palmer for like one or two years before, before yeah. he came to the Niners? Well, before he went to Baltimore and oh, then to yeah. the Niners. Yeah. And Anquan Bolden, big ass. Right. Like, bro. <laughs> like, bro. And they had they had a fucking mean – they had a solid and, – and, and, and Anquan, Bolden, Anquan Bolden won rookie of the year. And so that – but that brings me to my point then. If Carson Palmer – I guess it's good enough to get Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald. If Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden can still put up big numbers with Carson Palmer at quarterback, why couldn't Nacho Seco? Well, is it the same line? Is it the same organization that picking? No, it's not. It, it's not the same organization or same. But I'm yeah, going based off your theory of because of it being a bad quarterback. Yeah, that's why he couldn't produce. It's the bad quarterback, and you with the Bengals. We all know the Bengals never had a good O line. They barely like Cedric Benson. Like I said, that was probably their best running back. Other than well, no, that's it. Other than then, you had Joe Mixon after that. But again, it's just them two. You know what I mean? Ever, probably for me ever. And then they best receivers ever for me is Hoosman Zada, probably Ward, and fucking goddamn uh, Chad Johnson. That's it. That's their Hall of Fame. I think AJ Green is higher on the list than all of those receivers, to be honest. What do you think, Matt? What, what do you think is Carson is Carson Palmer a Hall of Fame quarterback? One. And what were your thoughts on Ocho Cinco? Um, I don't think he's gonna get the Hall of Fame. I think he, I, nah, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. 
Um, as far as Ultra Cinco, I don't know, he was one of them other he was one of them characters too. Like that could have been better, but you know, always wanted to they start getting his limelight and start acting funny. They don't know how to, you know. <laughs> start acting funny. So but uh yeah, he definitely could have caught uh definitely a whole lot more passes. 45% is unacceptable for any wide receiver. So that's what I'm saying. You just kept your name the same. You know, Kip the Johnsons of Ocho. Changing your name, yeah. Changing your name, and ain't catching no passes. It's just, I don't know, man. That that's just my thing. Forty-five percent of not catching the ball just after it's hitting your hands. Is it that because that's where the percentage comes from. I heavily <laughs> doubt the catch percentage has to do with overthrown balls and stuff like that too. I'm pretty sure catch percentage. And if you guys are watching or ever on social media, let us let me know. Let us know. Do they do the catch percentage based on how many times it hits your hand or just how many times you're targeted? So yeah, sure. like every time it hits your hands, that's what I'm thinking. But like I said to you, if it, again, you can have statisticians like the person that's doing the books. Personally, don't like this nigga, man. <laughs> like this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like. Because a lot of people just didn't like him because, again, he was doing all this stuff. And you say antics. I'm like, if we get our ass team. If we get our ass what bro, I'm doing something. I played on a one and nine team and I danced every game. People hated me. I wore pink cleats. But that's the thing. You, you become if you're if you're the guy who's doing all that on a team that's doing horribly you're going to be looked at as, like, the stooge. Like, you're going to be looked at as, like, nobody's going to like you. Everyone's going to be like, dude, you're fucking full of full of yourself and your team sucks. That's yeah. why Ocho Cinco was looked at like, dude, shut up. Your team, it, if you're that good, get your team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're that good, catch the ball more than 50% of the time. You know, just if you're, if you're that good, don't drop the ball 45% of the time. Yeah, you know, it, it just that's where the moniker. What I think the difference is, if you're on a good team, and you you know have your celebrations, you have more people look at you as like, oh yeah, he's hyped up. They're winning. They're doing good. But as soon as it becomes like you're literally part of a tradition of losing, everyone just looks at you like you're just the big mouth. You're just the guy that talks a whole bunch of shit, like the bully in the play yard that talks a bunch of shit but can't fight. Like that that's what people look at you as. Like nobody's gonna take you seriously, regardless how good you are compared to the rest of the team. That's just how they're gonna look at you, bro. That's just how they're gonna look at it. And that's the thing, because it's like I can speak from one perspective that I know he he agree upon. You don't care what nobody else think about you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, but again, I understand from this perspective of conditions of doing whatever the fuck. Like, bro, I can I can literally show you the stats from 2018, right? The, the highlight tape I showed you, 2018, right? Uh, the one I sent y'all on YouTube or whatever the fuck, me mm-hmm. playing highlights and shit like that. I can show you the stats from 2018 and none of those sacks is recorded. Like, most of those sacks is not recorded, like, all this shit. And I understand the NFL is a whole different genre. It's a whole different monsters, money everywhere. They got people for everything. But I can tell you, people are emotional and people 
do things. Are you saying there's a statistician who had it out for Ocho Cinco and robbed him of some real oh, catches I'm, and yards? No, I'm saying that fucking – I ain't say rob him of catch of yards. I'm saying – bro, Or like I, taking I, it off I, the books. I remember basically. watching these games. I remember watching these games, and I remember – I remember fucking this man, Ocho Cinco, getting knocked the fuck out one game, and he dropped that ball. I remember fucking Ocho Cinco getting fucking rocked a bunch of times going across the middle. He dropping the ball because he getting rocked because he was fucking going across the middle on a fucking slant. And the NFL hit harder back then. I remember watching those games of the Bengals getting dogged out and then fucking Carson Palmer just throwing, forcing this shit to TJ Uzmanzada and fucking Ocho Cinco. And Uzmanzada used to get hurt all the fucking time. And then it was just Ocho out that bitch by himself. So that also reflects the stats, which it don't say that on the paper. That's what I was saying. It's like, I remember watching these games while I turn them on because I actually like the dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like him because I see him used to route corners. But it's not like I'm speaking like I'm trying to fuck because he's never on my team. He's not from my neighborhood. You get what I'm saying? He's not none of that shit. So it's like, I'm not trying to do that. He was on a sorry-ass team, dude. That's what it was. But he on that sorry-ass team, he still managed to get over 11,000 fucking yards. So he did something to fuck right. So I ain't gonna say and make it seem like uh, all well, that fucking catch percentage of shit. No, the man. Like, like I said, with, with the amount of better quarterback, he probably like, would have did. Like I like I said, with the amount of targets that he had, I mean, you probably should have those. With the amount of targets that he had, he should have had well over eleven thousand. But did I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that because we got to get going, ladies oh and gentlemen. Thank God. you guys. For hanging out with us, you guys know where to follow us on Twitter at the Jaffos AP. Uh, go into Instagram, PVP Sports, uh, for Native Bros Productions on Facebook and everywhere else. You guys go to Spotify, follow us there. Uh, if you're YouTube here, give us a follow, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the little bell to give you the reminder when we go live and uh, whenever we put out and more content. So now, uh, just a quick update before we really, really get out of here. Um, you go at DJ Mad Six at Country K eight six three. Don't forget the K for him. Uh, we are going to be going back to the schedule of once per week. So we're going to go every Friday. We're going to do an episode, but we're going to try during the week, either from Monday through up until Friday, um, putting up videos and content about you know what's going on in the news reactions on certain moves or whatever it is to give some extra content um to keep things moving so we got a game plan we're gonna go with that game plan see how it goes and uh we'll figure it out from there but uh for myself for mr dj mad sticks and yep he tried mr country k <laughs> <laughs> We will see you guys next Friday. Deuces. Peace.